the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostra. The Senate is open for business this weekend, trying to finish writing an infrastructure bill. By a vote of 66 to 28 this afternoon, lawmakers now in the debate stage. In less than 10 hours, a nationwide eviction moratorium set to expire at midnight after President Biden and the Democrat-controlled Congress failed to extend it. It was a long-shot effort to prevent the more than 3.6 million Americans at risk of eviction from being forced from their homes. Biden announced Thursday that he would allow the moratorium to expire tonight. He was wary of challenging a Supreme Court ruling, signaling this would be the last deadline. The last debate, or the latest debate, is whether masks should be optional or mandated when schools reopen in the fall. Health officials say yes because of the Delta variant. Some states agree, while others are leaving the decision up to parents to decide what's best for their children. This is SRN News. Charlie Kirk can see what the left is doing. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We are flagging problematic posts for Facebook. As if Facebook is under the direction of the federal government. The Democrats have decided that they're no longer against corporations. They're just against corporations they can't control. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. It's Intelligent Radio, and it's currently partly sunny with a high near 81. But still, do be careful. There is widespread smoke. AM 1280, The Patriot is in partnership with Inspiration Tours, and they present the Stand with Israel Tour. Join your fellow patriots by signing up today. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. There's even an optional pre-trip extension through Rome. Sistine Chapel, Coliseum, Pantheon, and more. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, which in February will be turning 20 years old. Just 80 years away from a full century. And that's how long I plan on keeping on doing it. Along with my co-writers, First Ringer and Mr. D., we bring five mornings a week of the best material we can and the best you will find on our blog. So check it out, shotinthedark.info. Of course, this is the Northern Alliance. I'm the headliner edition. Brad Carlson, the closer, found uh, tomorrow from 1 to 3 on our sister's, uh, on, on AM 12A, The Patriot. Jack Tomzak, whose show does not yet have a nickname but needs to have one, off on assignment today, normally heard up next at 3 o'clock. 
but he's off on assignment today and will be filled in for by the CRT report card broadcast from Thursday night, which I uh, emceed with a cast of the, the best uh, su- experts in the subject in the Twin Cities. Uh, I hope you can get a chance to listen to it. The podcast is available, by the way, at am12athepatriot.com. It's one of a short list of broadcasts uh, of which I am quite proud in my 17 years and change now, 17, almost 17 and a half years of doing this show, I urge you to check it out and pass it around. It's, uh, it, it goes into not only what critical race theory is, but the important part, what you can do about it, not just for your kids, but for your livelihood. I mean, CRT is not just coming for schools. It's coming for the workplace and society in general. Uh, that's how big left rolls. They, they want control. They will get control. One of the things they control, uh, by the way, is the language. I want to come back to that in just a moment here. Uh, first of all, this past week was was an interesting one in a lot of ways, and, and a subject that ties circuitously but inevitably to the Twin Cities. Uh, this past week at the Olympics, something I haven't watched at all since 2012, and then only because I was sick and stuck in a hotel room and got a little bit interested in the bike racing in London in 2012. Uh, this year, uh, the, the big controversy, well, one of many controversies so far, along with uh, parts of the United States Olympic team actively disparaging the flag, uh, taking knees during the national anthem, and then going on to lose ignominiously in women's soccer and men's basketball, go figure, uh, getting beat by France. I mean, that's almost as big of a humiliation as France being overrun in 1940. Not quite, not quite. The other big story. Gymnast uh, Simone Biles, who is generally credibly regarded as the greatest women's gymnast of all time, withdrew from a uh, f- from the team event and likely has withdrawn from the Olympics themselves. She uh, complained. The reporting initially was just absurd on both sides. I mean, it was it was taken up as a partisan issue in some quarters, with some saying she was pleading mental health uh, along with physical health, and and some pundits taking some absurd turns of that. We'll come back to that. And by the way, she was uh, replaced by her alternate, which is an integral part of the team sport because she, as she clarified later, had a case of what gymnasts refer to as the twisties, basically losing your spatial orientation while you're in the middle of one of these up in the air, flipping, turning, tumbling sorts of maneuvers where if you don't do everything just right, you can land on your head, break your neck and become a quadriplegic. It happens in gymnastics. It's a very dangerous sport if you're not in complete control of everything your body is doing and everything your brain is perceiving. This is what Biles was referring to. It's a known phenomenon in gymnastics where your body just forget and your brain just forgets how to keep its orientation in the air. It's a long process to retrain your brain to stay oriented in that and and, and in, as that happens and. It's accepted, has always been accepted for teammates to say, okay, I, I, I could kill myself and jeopardize the team's chances, so I'm going to bow out and turn it over to my alternate, who, by the way, is a full member of the team and who took over, and the U.S. went on to, I believe, win the women's team competition. Uh, along the way, by the way, St. Paul's Suni Lee uh, from South St. Paul, but uh, credited to both cities, went on to win the goal, uh, women's gold in the individual uh, all-around event, which is pretty spectacular. 
And by the way, congratulations to to Sunisa Lee. And by the way, to St. Paul's Hmong community, who celebrated not only the fact that Ms. Lee made the team as the first Hmong American to make an Olympic team at all, and the second Hmong in history after a Vietnamese uh, uh, contestant four years ago, five years ago now. I thought I thought maybe it was the Winter Olympics. No, no, not the Winter Olympics. Uh, anyway, uh, not only to be the first American Hmong to make it to the Olympic team at all, but to win a gold medal on her first run out, that's pretty spectacular. So congratulations to to Ms. Lee, to her family, to her friends, to her community, to everyone. It's it's wild to and and frankly, a little disconcerting to have a Minnesota sports figure actually win something. <laughs> this is so cool. At any rate, uh a lot of people, uh, just to back up to Simone Biles for a second here, uh, a, lot, a fair number, I will say the vast majority of conservative pundits uh, did a great job of focusing on, on what really happened. This is not some commentary on society. This is Simone Biles doing what she needed to do for her own good and the team's own good. Now, Freedom 1570 host Charlie Kirk did not. She, he made it into an issue of character, uh, did it very, very wrongly. And I have to say, if I was talking with Charlie Kirk right now, I'd, I'd urge him to reconsider his point of view. You see, we don't always agree on everything. One thing I do agree with Charlie Kirk on, by the way, another thing you spoke about last week, is that democracy, as we practice it in America, representative self-government, needs stability to survive. I, I have put it this way in the past, echoing a number of political philosophers. Without order, prosperity is impossible. And without prosperity, democracy or, or freedom really is academic only. I mean, if, you don't, if, you, if you're not relatively certain that your property is going to remain your property, if you're not relatively certain that the products you're taking to the market won't get stolen by some highwayman along the way, then prosperity can't happen. And without prosperity, what are we? We're all subsistence farmers who work from sunup to sundown or are too tired to care about the rights of man and, and the niceties of liberty. So prosperity and self-government go together like horse and carriage, as they say. Uh, I, I've put it out there as and other political philosophers have put it out there as in terms of self-government is a, a conservative uh, conservatism is, recognizes a constant battle between order and freedom. And the term order is something of a misnomer order in the sense of stability. If you don't have law and order, a reasonable expectation that your property will remain your property, that the fruits of your labor will benefit you and not someone who comes along to steal them, that the products you take to the market, all of you agorists out there, the products you take to the market will actually be brought there by you and not stolen from you on the way there or the proceeds stolen on the way home. Without that, self-government is impossible. Without stability, and as Charlie Kirk pointed out quite correctly, making up for his performance on Simone Biles this past week, if I say so myself, and I do, uh, he pointed out correctly, without stability, democracy is impossible, and without, and, and that's what is going on now. I, I mean, the left is actively destroying stability, destroying the things that we counted on to maintain that stability, things like the institutions that 
investigate crime. The FBI is thoroughly politicized. The Department of Justice isn't a Department of Justice in many respects. The IRS was politicized against the Tea Party purely for political reasons. Many institutions of American life, the CDC is a politicized sham of its former self. And so the stability that one gets from being able to count on the information, even from the media, who, when the subject is remotely political, have largely turned themselves into stenographers for the left, at least for the Democratic Party, and in some cases the hard left, with specific exceptions, as noted, that takes away from the stability, not knowing who you can count on for real information actively harms stability. And if nothing else, you'd hope that the language itself would stay stable enough for you to be able to count on it week in, week out, year in, year out, to convey, you know, information, actual ideas that we can all agree on, at least with a certain amount of debate. Well, that's going the way of the dodo bird as well. The language itself has has been under fire for a long time, and it's getting worse, not better. Andrew McCarthy in National Review this past week had a piece, actually came out today, uh, entitled, When Terrorists Aren't Terrorists, The Danger of Twisting Words to Suit Our Politics. And I'll say this, I'm, I'm an English major with a focus on linguistics, and the power of language to shape thoughts is should be obvious. And if it's not obvious, I do urge you, in fact, to read, really read 1984 by George Orwell. Uh, one of the key goals of the totalitarians in that most wonderful but sobering book about totalitarianism and totalitarians is the, the, the premium that totalitarians of all types put on controlling the language. And the effort that the left has been putting into destabilizing the language, destabilizing in the full political sense of the term as well as as well as as the more conventional term. McCarthy's piece uh, it points out that uh, the people who were accused of not just the people who were, were accused of insurrection on January 6th, uh, the, the Capitol riot probe is referring to them as terrorists. McCarthy points out civil discourse is dying because we've given up seeking objective truth and reflecting it in our language. Uh, McCarthy writes, uh, some transgressions are so clear we understand them instantly and instinctively. Others are murkier. Maybe the underlying facts are ambiguous or the weight of the evidence just isn't that strong. Sometimes the state of the actor's mind is unknown. Without a doubt, Uh, Caesar was murdered. But was George Floyd? On the latter, the jury said yes. While there are legitimate questions about the fairness of the trial, there was sufficient evidence to support that verdict. That hardly means the matter was cut and dried. To grasp this, consider the double game played by the social justice warriors. They're not looking for a reasoned conclusion that would get as close to the truth as humanly possible. They sought a particular outcome, one that would bolster their worldview that America is indelibly racist where the police, the stormtroopers of the white power structure are hunting down young black men. Consequently, they demanded a verdict of, quote, murder, end quote, which would be folded into their political narrative about, 
quote, murder, end quote. I use the scare quotes advisedly, though it's the same word, murder. Any honest person would acknowledge it means markedly different things in different contexts. And he goes on to, to point out that the word terrorism being used to refer to the, uh, the, the, the people arrested for January 6th does not apply. I, I commend the article to your uh, scrutiny. I will be posting an article about it at Shot in the Dark this next week. But it brought up a thought here that I think is, is absolutely vital that we engage with as conservatives, conservatives who think, at any rate, about the way the language is being debased around us here. Uh, I will talk about more on that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4480. If you have questions or comments, by the way, if you disagree with me, you get to the front of the line. So disagree. Come on, bring it. Go nowhere. Be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. You depend on our lineup of hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them. Announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. You could meet Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Eric Metaxas, or Dennis Prager. Enter once per day at am1280thepatriot.com slash talker. The Terrific Talkers VIP experience is brought to you by Morris Law Group. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free 
free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hope you join us. By the way, don't forget Education America. Save the country, save the classroom with uh, Rebecca Hagster and Mark Durkin coming up at 6 o'clock today. It's a weekly show on, well, educating America and saving the classroom and hence the country. It's important. By the way, Rebecca was one of my guests, uh, one of my panelists this past Thursday on the CRT Report Card, whose podcast is available right now at am12athepatriot.com. And by the way, which is coming up again Replay in about 40 minutes here on AM 1280 The Patriot as Jack Tomzak is off on assignment. I, by the way, will be off on assignment next Saturday. We will have a guest host in my place. Who will that be? Oh, stick around. I'm not doing spoilers here. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's go to Bob in Shoreview. You're on the Northern Alliance. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, this ties in with uh, what you're talking about, the redefining of words and manipulation of language and with critical race theory and white privilege. Yep. I say that the term white privilege is misleading because the real issue is advantage. The real issue is what I describe as responsible person advantage. And what I mean is if you stay in school, get a job and don't have kids out of wedlock, you have an advantage over those who have not done so, over yeah. those who have acted irresponsibly. And it's not a privilege. It's an advantage because it's something you've earned. Yeah. And, and by the way, the term, by the way, thanks for your call, Bob. It's a great point. Uh, that, that is a great point. But let's, it's more insidious than that. And by the way, it was a great segue into my next uh, uh, view on this subject, which is this. Uh, if you look back at the term white privilege... Let's talk about the the destruction of terms that used to mean something in this country. White privilege is a great example. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I, that is that is the agenda here. And this is this: the term white privilege was invented by a woman in 1989 named Peg McIntosh. Uh, Peg McIntosh is a uh, obscure sociologist from Harvard. Not not obscure among sociologists, but you probably never heard of her. But you've heard of her term. It was a paper she wrote in nineteen, I want to say eighty nine, called "Unpacking the Invisible Backpack or Invisible Knapsack," and uh, it, it sees this notion of white privilege as this set of secret handshakes that all white people have that we know. It's the secret codes that we all know. The secret handshakes to get into the club. The 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 knowledge of a society that only people who have the privilege of being in charge of a society have. And it would have you believe with a straight face that a hot tar roofer from Candy, Ohio County has something that Oprah Winfrey can never get. Literally, that's what it means. Now, keep in mind, Peg McIntosh is a woman who was born in one of the wealthiest zip codes in the United States. Her father uh, was a executive at, I, at IBM that held patents on technology that became GPS today. So they had a, a dollar or two to scratch together in her household. She did her undergrad at Sarah Lawrence. Her 
uh, Sarah Lawrence, by the way, very expensive university, got her master's degree at the University of London, got her Ph.D. at Harvard. Her wedding to a son of a prominent New York family was reported in the New York Times Society pages, which means all of, all of which means that this woman is a member of America's upper upper class, the one percent, maybe a fraction of the one percent. She is a person uh, who has benefited from immense, immense, unthinkable privilege because of the class she's in. Now, she called it white privilege to deflect away from the fact that what it is is class privilege, that much of what she has in this world is not anything she earned. In and of herself, I mean, she inherited an immense head start in life by dint of being the child of, well, immense privilege. Uh, a, a woman who was born into immense wealth and has never wanted for a thing in her life. And she slopped that over into a racial privilege when it is, in fact, a class privilege. And that's one word that has been stripped of all real meaning in our society today. I mean, I was talking earlier about you can't trust your institutions. Uh, how are you going to hold a democracy together when you when you can't trust the institutions around you? You can't can trust you can't trust the language itself if big left takes it over. I mean, I first noticed this in the 1990s when you started seeing a lot of activists using the term Holocaust to refer to some ethnic indignity. It was, I think, I think people, the first time was the first waves of criticism of the University of North Dakota, who at the time were called the Fighting Sioux, uh, a team name, by the way, that was supported by North Dakota's Lakota tribe. But activists from the Twin Cities referred to it as a, a Holocaust. T- taking the naming of a team and comparing it with a straight face and great insistence with the organized murder of a race. Now, you want to say that that the background of our society's interaction with the Native Americans was problematic at best? I'm here to agree with you. What, what happened to the tribes during the war, uh, wars on the Great Plains, was a tro- was a crime. It truly was. But calling the naming of a hockey team after a a tribe uh, a Europeanized version of a tribal name, uh, calling uh, comparing that with Auschwitz deprives the word of any real meaning. It does. Terrorism we've already discussed. Calling uh, the 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 people who who trespassed in the White House uh, on the Capitol last January terrorists, uh, or uh, it deprives that word of any rational meaning. Another one out of January 6th that I have had enough of and will not tolerate in my presence anymore is insurrection. An insurrection is an active, ongoing, armed assault on authority, like, for example, the Viet Cong or the Irish Republican Army, an extended uh, war against authority involving violence and death. Uh, with an attempt to overthrow that authority. Now, you can question strongly the motives of those who charge the Capitol. You can question the wisdom 
of interrupting the constitutionally mandated count of the electoral votes, and I might agree with you. If you want to say that this particular ill-advised, stupid, frankly borderline evil pratfall was a, was a stupid, awful thing to do, I couldn't agree with you more. And if you still find people hanging around the Capitol complex sniping at Congress people and authorities with firearms, blowing them up in their cars, that kind of thing, then you've got a point. Then you're talking an insurrection. What we had here was a spasm of stupid rioting. A crime? Yes. A crime against our democracy? Yeah. A, a crime against our constitutional process? Absolutely. I'm with you right there. Calling it an insurrection destroys the meaning of the term insurrection. How about racism? It used to mean hating someone because of their ethnicity, hating someone because they're black or Jewish. Now it is told by the likes of a myriad academics and filmmaker Spike Lee that it means having the power in a society is racism. Therefore, only white people can be racist and black people cannot. Uh, in other words, it means what we want it to mean. Which, okay, that's fine. Let, let's let's say that's what racism means. Then we're going to need a new term to mean hating someone for the color of their skin, whatever your skin color is. That term used to be racism. If it's not now, let's talk about the new term for racism. Anti-racism is even more insidious, the idea that, that if you don't, you cannot merely be not racist or oppose racism, you have to be anti-racist, which is, means essentially buying on without question onto a political agenda. That's what racism is. You're, you're not just not progressive. You're not anti-racist. And that means what? You're pro-racist? Fascism's another good one. The idea that, that you can be, that, that if you, that, that if you're not, if you, if you don't support big left, you're not anti-fascist, which must mean you're pro-fascist. The idea that anti-fa is anti-fascist, therefore good. Fascism is bad, so anti-fascist must be good. No! They're the same exact breed of thugs that the brown shirts were in Nazi Germany. No two ways about it. And it goes on from there. Misinformation is the, the word du jour of this last year or so here. The idea that information we disagree with, maybe even erroneous information, but not necessarily, is something that needs to be squashed, removes the meaning of the term misinformation. Oh, we're not done yet. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot Gun Network. We'll be right back. I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter. Nana! <laughs> I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. 
Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget the Dinesh D'Souza podcast, five days a week, available at AM 1280, thepatriot.com. Join us, won't you please? Hey, don't forget, oh, we've got some uh, Elephant in the Room gigs coming up two weeks from today. Well, that's a private party. Up three weeks from today. Well, that's another private party. Okay, five weeks from today, we will be uh, appearing. At a bar, actual a publicly available gig. Where? Well, it's going to be in the southwest suburbs. So it'll be our first venture south of, well, 694, really. Uh, certainly the first venture south of uh, Highway 36. I guess we've been in St. Paul, I guess. So our first venture south of the Crosstown, let's put it that way, ever uh, in the history of the band. That's coming up five weeks from today. Where? Well, stick around. We'll tell you all about it here on this broadcast in the near future. Here, Anyway, we're talking about the degradation, the, the destabilization of the language, uh, just a part of the chaos that Big Left is trying to impose on society to make to make it impo- uh, to make it impossible for democracy to survive. And I don't say that idly. I mean, th- this is a tactic that totalitarians use to get control. I mean. From 1918 to 1933, Germany was in a constant state of instability between economic instability, social instability, virtual civil war in the streets. Politics was a full contact sport 
in Germany before the Nazis took over. And Hitler and his cabinet, the leadership of the Nazi party and the German parliament, while there was still a parliament, counted on the fact that Germans were so tired of instability and the politics that he linked to it successfully to say, okay, well, let's do without politics. And that's what totalitarianism is, a complete lack of politics, the original Latin root of the term, meaning compromise, argument, debate, reaching a consensus. If you're tired of politics with all of its ugliness, the alternative is not anarchy. Sorry, libertarians. The alternative is someone ruling you, someone with the will to power and the will to impose their will to power on you. At any rate, other words that have been deprived of the meaning. We talked about terrorism, insurrection, racism, anti-racism, uh, whiteness as a blanket series of traits that go along with being born white as an antonym to blackness, which is a synonym for all that is noble in the universe. I, I say that fully acknowledging the nobility of the vast majority of people of every race. The idea that whiteness is some sort of cancer uh, that, that attends being of the Caucasian race as if a term that refers to Armenians and Icelanders or or Italians and Russians has any intrinsic meaning to it is further evidence that the language is being destabilized. Misinformation we talked about. Oh, science. There's a great one right there. The term science used to mean, and if you're a scientist, still does mean, the relentless questioning, relentless questioning of the facts around you, the, the empirical, the, the belief, not belief, the reliance upon empirical observation as your source of information in analyzing the world around you. It's a system of analysis, not a religion, unless you listen to national public radio, in which case science is a belief system that you either believe in or are a heretic. Another one, white supremacy, used to mean the, the degradation, separate, uh, the de degradation of non-white races, which has happened. Don't let anyone tell you that there wasn't that there weren't episodes. Of that. I mean, you look at the history of Jim Crow. That was a great history on PBS a few weeks ago uh, from the '90s, actually, about uh, African American history in the United States and the level of degradation that was visited upon Black people during Jim Crow to say nothing of slavery, was nauseating. We're talking about the, the public image of black people as portrayed by the media, by advertisers, by schools, by textbooks, by the, I mean, Amos and Andy and Step and Fetch It were pretty benign manifestations of this institutionalized ridicule that black people used to get. That was white supremacy. That and lynching and, and entire political systems run by the Ku Klux Klan. That was white supremacy. Today, I submit for your approval the notion of white supremacy today against that backdrop in history, which has been repudiated by our society with, with extreme prejudice over the last 50 years, almost 60 years now. Now the term is what we technically call word salad. S same as voting rights, by the way. The idea, well, I'll tell you what. Ask any one of your colleagues, friends, neighbors, children who says the voter, the Texas and Georgia election uh, reforms are infringements of voting rights. Ask them how.
you will probably get, at best, a round of word salad followed by scampering away. At worst, a round of ad homina and personal attack. I mentioned science, by the way, as being a word whose meaning is is terribly uh, degraded lately. Uh, that's especially true in the social sciences, which, by the way, largely aren't science uh, at all. They're largely, uh, well, that's a whole nother issue here. But a few years ago, people started talking about, in, in the world realm of pseudo-psychology, something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, the notion that the less someone knows about a subject, the more qualified they feel about it. And the first thing I thought when I heard about that term for the first time a couple of years ago, well, is, was, um, well, this isn't going to get turned into a form of self-congratulation used in service of political hackery. No, sorry, Bob. I mean, I was right. I mean, judging by the uh, a primer I read this last week in a major news outlet uh, calling, uh, well, you might as well have been called Dunning-Kruger for dummies. It's a primer on what Dunning-Kruger, uh, the so-called Dunning-Kruger effect is. I quote the article, during the 2016 election and the months after the presidential inauguration, interest in the Dunning-Kruger effect surged. Google searches, well, there's a great metric right there. Google searches for Dunning-Kruger peaked. In May of 2017, according to Google Trends, it has remained high since then. Attention spent on the Dunning-Kruger effect Wikipedia entry has skyrocketed since late 2015. Oh, if this is your scientific, uh, the instrumentation of your scientific study, again, the term science continues to spiral the drain. There's also, I return to the article, much more research activity about the effect right now than immediately after it was published, Dunning said. Typically, Interest in a research topic spikes in the five years following a groundbreaking study, then fades. This, by the way, goes back to 2005. Quote, obviously it has to do with Trump and the various treatments that people have given him, said Dunning. So, yeah, a lot of it's political. People trying to understand the other side. We'll come back to that phrase, that sentence. Uh, We have a massive rise in partisanship, and it's become more vicious and extreme, and people are reaching for explanations. Which is actually interesting, ironic, you might say, although, as P.J. O'Rourke said, iron, life is full of ironies if you're stupid. Uh, P.J. O'Rourke, perhaps the greatest political philosopher of my lifetime. So uh, referring to Mr. Dunning, Dr. Dunning, the, the progenitor of the study, uh, saying, so, yeah, a lot of it's political. People trying to understand the other side. We have a massive rise in partisanship and has become more vicious and extreme, so people are reaching for explanations. Now, let me just say that if the explanation you are reaching for is a theory that may or may not have some observed reality to it, the idea that the more someone, the the less someone knows about something, the more of an expert they think they are, and then that feeling of expertise. Uh, shrinks as they learn more and eventually grows justifiably as one becomes expert in something. Now, I'll say as someone who's had to learn some things from scratch on the fly in my life, everything from how to play guitar to how to do my career a couple times now, I don't think there was ever any unwarranted expertise expressed early in that process. Maybe I'm an outlier. I don't know. But I'll say this. If you think that... Looking at people you disagree with 
and assuming they must not know much about the subject because they're expressing some what they consider expertise, so they must be the stupid ones. I'm going to suggest to you that the person with the Dunning-Kruger effect manifesting is just as likely to be you and your exceedingly simultaneously dubious knowledge of sociology combined with your uh, the uh, high perception you have of your own perspicacity. I'm going to suggest that you are the physician who might need to heal one's self from the effects of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Is that being oblique enough? I suspect it might be. I mean, when you say people are trying to understand the other side and why politics has become more vicious and extreme by trying to qualify how stupid your opponents are. Yeah, that seems legit. I mean, in so many ways. I continue with the article, quote, many people cannot wrap their minds around the rise of Trump, said another hack academic. Quote, he's exactly the opposite of everything we value in a politician. And he's the exact opposite of what we thought Americans valued. Some of these people are eager to, eager to find something scientific to explain him. <sighs> Social science is not science. Some socials, I mean, yes, there there could very well be an observed link in some cases between, shall we say, self-delusion about one's own expertise. I urge you, by the way, to apply the scientific method, do a, a double controlled experiment where you have two separate crowds, one uh, one control and one experimental set and see if there is a s- observable difference between the two groups in this experiment. No such experiment was ever done by Dunning or Kruger in coming up with their effect, merely a a, a subjective measurement of expertise and self-opinion. No double-blind, no, there may have been a peer review, but there's no control group. It wasn't a scientific experiment. It was was an exercise in spindling, folding, and mutilating a narrative. People using the Dunning-Kruger effect to explain the rise of Trump as Trump without understanding demography and class conflict aspects of the election are exhibiting a certain pop psychology syndrome itself. (laughs) Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Yeah, we'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Political correctness has perverted politeness and turned it into a weapon of censorship and intimidation, and we are perilously close to being permanently silenced. This is Michael Knowles from The Daily Wire. For decades, the more we have fought against political correctness, the more ground we have lost to the bad guys. Today, you can no longer keep your social media account or your job and praise America's founding fathers, denounce critical race theory in classrooms, or suggest that there are only two biological sexes. How did we get to this point? In my new book, Speechless, I reveal the radical hundred-year history of political correctness. I diagnose how the left transformed our language through Marxist tactics 
and most importantly, show how we can beat the power-hungry language architects at their own game and win back the right to speak the truth. Senator Ted Cruz is calling it the most important book on free speech in decades. It's the new book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, by Michael Knowles. Order now from Amazon or wherever books are sold. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow, one to three. Jack Tomzak normally heard up next at three o'clock. However, he is off on assignment today, and so we will be reprising last Thursday night's CRT report card broadcast with myself, Kendall Qualls, Afrida Baldwin, and, and uh, let's see, Rebecca Hagstrom, and uh, the woman from the Center of the American Experiment, whose name I'm blocking on right now, because it's not your really super traditional, typical name. I'll, it'll come back to it. Anyway, I'll post a link to it at shotinthedark.info after the broadcast here today. Uh, that'll be reposing coming up right after the top of the hour here. Those of you who have been wanting to hear it, you'll get your chance. It's also available on podcast at am1280thepatriot.com up on the front page, so make sure you check it out. Of course, King Banyan heard every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM1440, The Businessman. So I one word that has not changed its meaning uh, in my lifetime is the phrase Quixotic or Quixotic. It's named after Don Quixote, the uh, protagonist of Western civilization's first novel, uh, Don Quixote by Miguel de Cervantes. Uh, I was an English major. I, I, I'm kind of swimming in my home uh, waters right now. Anyway, I, when I, I, and I, I certainly am familiar with what it means. By the way, Quixotic means you're tilting at windmills. You're on a quest that cannot possibly succeed, but you're doing it just on pure principle, uh, knowing that you have to fail. And I, I know how this works. I mean, for example, I ran for secretary of, uh, sorry, uh, treasurer of the state of Minnesota in 1998 on the libertarian ticket. My entire platform was disband the office of state treasurer 
which, by the way, the legislature did for me uh, that <laughs> some time after I declared my candidacy, uh, which uh, actually it was a it was a ballot referendum that abolished it as a constitutional law matter, uh, which enabled me to declare a moral victory, I guess, better than most Quixotic quests. I was able to declare a moral victory since the people of Minnesota got rid of the office for me and can't get more libertarian than that. It got a laugh from at least one anchor that night on election night anyway. Uh, but when I thought about Quixotic, uh, I thought that was the term that jumped to mind when I heard that there was going to be a recall vote against Governor Gavin Newsom and that uh, Larry Elder, the sage of South Central, the erstwhile normal afternoon drive host here at AM 12A, The Patriot on the Salem Radio Network, based out of Los Angeles, having lived there a good chunk of his life, when I heard that he was taking a leave from his national talk show uh, here on the Salem Network, I figured it was a symbolic drive to get people talking about the issues, a.k.a. a chaotic quest to, uh, to, to basically start the conversation going in the state of California. Now, as my good friend and former co-host of this broadcast, uh, Ed Morrissey, put it, I, I want to believe. And again... As I said before, I believe in miracles. I mean, I'm a conservative in St. Paul. I could not be a conservative in St. Paul, really, in the metro area of Minnesota, if I didn't believe in miracles. Now, we're not quite near miracle level yet. And let's be honest, we may never get there in regards to the Larry Elder campaign in the recall against Governor Newsom. But the path to get there just got a little wider and a little brighter. Uh, Quoting Ed from his piece in Hot Air last week, Californians who say they expect to vote in the September recall election are almost evenly divided over whether to remove the governor, Governor Newsom, from office, uh, evidence of how pivotal voter turnout will be in deciding the governor's political fate, according to a new UC Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies poll co-sponsored by the L.A. Times. Ed notes, quote, conservative talk host Larry Elder, who last week won a court battle to appear on the ballot on September 14th, leads in the race to replace Newsom among the dozens of candidates in the running. While support for reality television star Caitlyn Jenner remains low, the survey found 40 percent of likely voters remain undecided on a replacement candidate, providing ample opportunity for other gubernatorial hopefuls to rise in the ranks before September 14th. Now, here's one at potential advantage here. Special elections, and let's be honest, a, a recall election is the specialist special election there is, offers at least a slight premium to the motivated. I mean, they're based on anger. And has this last couple of years of incompetent elitism uh, left enough Californians angry enough to bring on a spasm of rebellion at the polls this September? I mean, remember, it's the people who are motivated to come to the polls that tend to turn out in big numbers. And the people who want to recall Newsom certainly were motivated enough to climb that uphill battle to actually get a recall on the ballot to happen at all. There's a lot of anger in California. Now, it's all over the place politically. But Ed makes a case that while it's unlikely that the Sage of South Central will be changing uh, occupations this September, it's not unthinkable. The odds are still very, very, very long, but maybe, just maybe, not quite as long as we thought. And if it succeeds, or 
if it even gets close, I urge you to take heart, conservatives. The midterms are going to be lit, as the kids are saying. And as I said, in 2018 and 2020, the Democrats push to overreach when they get power is usually their undoing. And God willing, it will be this time around. Of course, that depends on you and me. 651-289-4488. One other thing to talk about, one other order of business to talk about here. Um, The producer of this broadcast for the last year, Wingmaster, is moving on to bigger and better pastures. Get on that mic there, Wing. Uh, We got to to talk about this. You are are leaving the Northern Alliance to move on to another job, and it's in the radio industry. Yep, it is. That actually happens these days. You are going to the place we used to call the Evil Talk Empire, but is now a sports station and a women's talk station. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to, Wingmaster. Yeah, so I'm going over to Hubbard Broadcasting. I will be producing for My Talk 107. Oh, they can pay for their own promos here. Okay, My bad. No free ads. I forget that. Fair enough. That's all right. Rookie uh, flub. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just basically doing weekend programming for Hubbard Broadcasting. Okay, well, excellent. It's good to hear people actually finding careers in the business these days. I mean, it's, 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 by the way, it's interesting because in the first few years of this broadcast, we kept hiring people away from the big H. And it's because it, it, things were kind of falling apart over there. And now, now we've got the big H poaching people from us. So <laughs> all the best, Wingmaster. You, uh, you, you are going to be turning it over to the good hands of, well, someone we'll talk about next time here. Someone who will have to uh, work their way up to uh, earn their nickname that, that goes with an actual producer for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So thanks for, you've been here about a year, right? Almost a year, yeah. Almost a year. Well, thanks. Congratulations. Best of luck. See you around at about out there, and uh, and best of luck over there on uh, University Avenue. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Northern Alliance Radio Network, thank you all for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Hey, this is Tim O. from the Kingdom Builders Roofers. We get a lot of calls from folks that have an insurance claim for damage to the roof and gutters. Insurance claim paperwork can be confusing and overwhelming at times. Some people have even thought that that initial check they get from the insurance company is all that they have to work with for the repairs. That's not always the case. We work with insurance companies all the time and often have to be an advocate for our customers with the big insurance companies. We're happy to help out in this area and take the time to walk you through all the paperwork. Sometimes homeowners that have a damage claim in hand and then try to find the lowest bid on the repairs are actually sacrificing critical value available to them through their own claim. If you want an honest and clear review of your claim or a no-pressure inspection of your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find us on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 20% of the population has some degree of hearing loss. Encourage business owners and staff to keep the captions on their TVs turned on and accessible to all patrons. Captions also help children with reading and adults learning English as a second language. Not sure how to turn them on? Find the button with the two C's on the remote or go to the menu button. Paid for by the Minnesota Commission of the Deaf, Deafblind, and Hard of Hearing, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. 
As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, 